Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 504th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time, live from Florida to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we'll be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. Well, speaking of Boston and Florida, my lowlight of the week, and no, no reflection on Tom Brady, but the lowlight of the week for me is him retiring uh, and start with the fact that football here in Tampa Bay just got a whole lot less interesting. I, of course, to this day, am still a Patriots season ticket member. So uh, I feel very fortunate to have had a ringside seat for Brady's entire career. Uh, and then I got a bonus here at the end when... I started spending some time in the winter down here in Florida, and lo and behold, who showed up in Florida, in Tampa, where I'm at, but Tom Brady. So it's just been a great, great run, easily my favorite athlete of all time, uh, appropriate since he's the greatest quarterback of all time, and our greatest football player of all time in my book. Um I've had a great bookend career when I think of Tom Brady because uh, I was at the in the both ties to the Rams. Actually, I was at the first Super Bowl win versus the Rams, the greatest show on turf, back in two thousand one in New Orleans, uh, the famous nine eleven Super Bowl, and uh, I was also there at the Rams playoff game. I shouldn't say there, I should ha- say here, here in Tampa. Uh, last January, we already we all remember that one where they, uh, and I went because I thought at the time this could be Brady's last game, and I sure wasn't going to miss that, having witnessed basically every home game of his career up in New England. And uh, that, of course, down here in Tampa Bay, that was when he put together what could have been one of his all-time uh, fourth quarter comebacks, and he is a pro even. Managed to have a few this year, despite having a down year. Uh, but, and then it all got uh, ruined by the famous uh, Cooper Cup catches at the end, setting up the winning field goal. So again, uh, really nice bookends. I, re- I was there when Drew Bledsoe uh, suffered his injury with the famous uh, sideline hit versus the Jets, and it happened basically right in front of me. I, I, it was the old stadium, 
uh, in Foxborough. I was the 11th row off the field around the goal line, and it was my side of the field and my end of the field when uh, Bledsoe took that horrific hit. And so I was there to see Brady come in and start his career. But more importantly, I remember even is that I was there the next home game where Brady started, of course, his first game at home and was just incredible. And I just will never forget, like, my reaction and the murmur in the stands, like, oh, my gosh, what have we got here? Uh, We all know as uh, time has gone by here over the past 23 years, uh, 20 for the Patriots, you know, what they had here. So, uh, again, just a, a sad day for me personally when he retired, yet I experience uh, happiness for him. He's do, doing what he wanted to do. Uh, there certainly can be no question that, you know, when he wanted to retire, he, he, uh, he should retire. Uh, and only he knew. And he just got it right um, for him. Uh, Again, the memories are just endless uh, personal memories. You know, I was at the the game against the Titans during their perfect regular season. Bad finish that year, 2007. uh, In the snow when he rang up 59 points against the Tennessee Titans. Never forget that game ever. Uh, tromping through the snow to see him, and then he just put on an offensive show. I mean, he's from California. We all know that, and he is the greatest bad weather quarterback in history. Uh, One of the many greatest things in history that he is. I was at the 25 below game. Uh, Windchill factor in Foxborough, again, against those same Tennessee Titans, now that I think about it. Uh, And never forget that. And... uh, just countless. I was at all the postseason games against Peyton Manning when the Pats-Colts rivalry was just uh, one of the great things in NFL history on the rivalry front. You know, it reminded me of the Steelers-Raiders in the 70s and 80s, and I was there for that since I grew up in western Pennsylvania and covered the Steelers uh, during those years. And... uh, so one thing I always remember is, of course, you know, every year when the schedule would come out, I would literally, through Brady, throughout Brady's career, once he got going, winning Super Bowls, uh, you know, I would just completely mark off the weekends of NFL postseason games, just confident that the Patriots were going to be there. Don't mean to sound arrogant, but, y- you know, it's not arrogance, as they say, or, you know, bragging when uh, when it happens. And it, it happened pretty much every year. And January was a month when I would never go anywhere because I knew there would just be playoff games right down the street. I live 20 minutes from Foxborough Stadium. And, uh, you know, just those little things that, you know, that people simply remember. Um of course, as far as you know, witnessing on television, uh, twenty-eight to three. What can you say? I was at a uh, great sports establishment right near my home and outside Boston, and uh, the place was going crazy. Uh, I'll never forget; it was packed and just so much fun. Uh, and it just, you know, goes 
on and on. I had the pleasure of meeting him in the locker room as I covered the Patriots over the years. Uh, tended, and he could not have been more of a gentleman. We had a brief conversation. Uh, busy guy. And uh, attended countless press conferences of his. Countless. Uh, met his father. Tom Brady Sr. Uh, gentlemen, it was my instant reaction and thoughts after the conversation with uh, Mr. Brady were uh, no secret where Brady got uh, is being a gentleman from because uh, Mr. Brady couldn't have been terrific. And But most importantly, most importantly, I never took it for granted ever. Uh, you know, once we got into his career after his first three Super Bowls early in the career, I just uh, kept saying, you know, what we're, especially as it got into the later years, uh, winning his last three Super Bowls, I uh, just, every game I ever went to, and I went to all of them, was, uh, you know, we're witnessing things we'd never seen before as he got up in age, his performance level, all of it. Just truly spectacular stuff. And, uh, and again, I, I feel literally honored to have had the pleasure to, you know, have, again, have a ringside seat for Tom Brady's career. Uh, I don't think there'll ever be anything like it. Uh, moving on, my bizarre story of the week is Kyrie Irving getting out of Brooklyn just a few days after we requested. Uh, my first impression was clearly that the Nets couldn't get rid of him quickly enough once he made the request, and now he is the uh, Dallas Mavericks problem. We'll see how that goes. Um, my perspective, again, going back to my Boston uh, roots, is his time with the Celtics. You know, need I say more? Um, it's really that simple. It needs no explanation. We all remember, uh, you know, how that went. Um, always remember the excitement when, uh, you know, when he had said at a season ticket holder event that, you know, he would stay for as long as Celtic fans would have him and how excited everybody was. Uh, and, uh, that didn't last long. I will say his talent level is extraordinary. I mean, he can... Uh, bring it on the floor when he's motivated. Oddly enough, his last couple of weeks has been some of the best playing uh, performances of his career. Uh, as he picked up the slack without Kevin Durant, who's out with an injury, and you know, just really was lighting it up on a nightly basis. And then he just shocked everybody by requesting the trade la late last week, and then. Uh, Shocked. Everybody got shocked again yesterday when it was announced that the trade a trade had occurred. So he's going to be paired with Luka Doncic, and uh, and everybody's waiting with bated breath to see how that goes. Two superstars, uh, both like the ball in their hands, uh, but there's only one ball. So it'll be interesting to watch how that goes. Uh, Maybe it has a shot because there is apparently uh, a pre-existing relationship with, I believe, the Mavs GM who worked with him at some point in time. Uh, so, again, it's going to be fascinating to watch, to say the least. And lastly, my highlight of the week is the arrival of Super Bowl week out in Phoenix. Uh, this shows uh, Voice America's Corporate headquarters are in Phoenix, 
So going to be a lot of fun for everyone out there. Uh, it starts with opening uh, Super Bowl opening night tonight. Always fun. I've covered a number of Super Bowls, attended a few. Like I said, Brady's first ever Super Bowl victory back in 01 in New Orleans. Uh, <clears throat> and covered a number of Super Bowl weeks uh, at various sites and Radio Row, the whole bit. Nothing like it. Uh, it just really is just a spectacular week, a week like no other. Um, it should be a great Super Bowl. Um, two number one seeds facing off. It doesn't get any better than that. And, uh, you know, the Eagles really have just felt like uh, the best team in the NFL all year long. Uh, that's not to take away from the Chiefs. It's just that the expectation for the Chiefs has has been higher, and they delivered again as the number one seed. And uh, it should be a great matchup. Patrick Mahomes, third Super Bowl in four years. That's pretty impressive. We're, now we're talking Brady land here. Uh, Brady was in a similar thing, obviously, at the beginning of his career. So can't help but make the comparison. And Jalen Hurts is just, uh, he's been a wow. Uh, Very likely the MVP for the season. And if he's not, the only reason would be because he was out for a couple weeks with the injured shoulder. Uh, But it feels to me like if I had a vote, he'd be the MVP. Um, So, yeah, it's uh, it's here. It's going to be great. Uh, And just should be a great matchup. Arizona, I was out there for the national championship game uh, a few years back. Uh, just a great place uh, to host a Super Bowl from Scottsdale to Phoenix and far beyond in the Valley. Uh, you know, there'll just be uh, all kinds of things going on. They, they know how to put on uh, a championship event, put it that way. And uh, so, yeah, it's just going to be... Uh, a whole lot of fun out in Phoenix this week. Super Bowl this coming Sunday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time, and sure to be a show. So now let's take our break, and next up will be our call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance of success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. 
On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have a nationally known guest that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. As humans, we suffer when we believe we are not good enough. We are taught we must be better, look better, try harder, and achieve more. We cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness. We don't have to live this way. You don't have to live this way. Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans, with Kirsten Johansson, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net now back to the show voice america listeners Welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And just wanted to follow up my conversation as we wait for AP Studham to hopefully call in uh, and... As soon as he does, we'll, we'll put him on the line with us. And uh, But I ended the last segment talking about the Super Bowl. Of course, that was in the wake of me talking about Tom Brady's career. And uh, so, yeah, let, so let's just stick with Tom Brady. Uh, being down here in Tampa the last three years, I basically come down to start spending some Warm weather winters versus what we have up in Boston. And oh, by the way, glad I wasn't in Boston this past weekend. It was, uh, I think, 14 below with 42 below wind chill factor. So I feel very lucky to be down south. Um, but it's been amazing to, you know, have been a season ticket member up there, and I'm still a season ticket member for the Patriots, and watch his career unfold, and then to be down here. Uh, when he arrived was just, it's nothing short of mirror, uh, uh, of, you know, a miracle of how beloved he was down here. Um, they, to say that the city of Tampa and the Bay area and the Gulf coast of Florida embraced him 
would of course be just nothing short of an understatement. Uh, it's been really, really fun to watch him, you know, become part of the community and, you know, just move on from 20 years in New England and have it just be so seamless uh, and have him just, again, become in such a short time beloved. Needless to say, uh, the Bucks, when he joined them, had not been in the playoffs for, I believe, 12 years, uh, probably had not been, I think they may have not won a playoff game for 17 years. And let's face it, they kind of given their inauspicious 0-26 beginning uh, of the franchise back in the mid-70s, and I happened to be living in Florida when that occurred, so I, had a, I, I was right down the road from Tampa <laughs> during those first two years, and they finally won. Uh, the last two games of their second year. But, you, you know, they, they've had that uh, losing tag attached to them despite successes. They won the 2002 Super Bowl, uh, but they have had that tag attached to them. Um, uh, I think Brady has put that to rest. He has changed the franchise, no question about it. And, uh, you know, I, the, the Bucks have arrived. And I think they will never be viewed the same like they were at points, uh, you know, during their franchise history because of Tom Brady. Uh, I've said this, you know, for last year or so where maybe longer where I believe that, you know, he has raised the value of the franchise by a couple billion dollars. You know, they're, they've been on TV for three years. They made the playoffs three straight years. Uh, we all know it didn't end well uh, a couple weeks back against the Cowboys, uh, but so be it. Uh, they made the playoffs, granted, in a very, very weak division. Uh, but yeah, again, everybody here in Tampa, uh, this is really what, you know, my point is just tremendously grateful for Tom Brady choosing to come here. There is no other word. Uh, people down here are just, they're, very, they're nice. And, uh, you know, there's just nothing but good feelings down here. Uh, and just happy that Tom Brady came. I haven't heard, you know, anything but that from every single person down here in Tampa, the media, everybody I've encountered. They're just, uh, you know, again, feel lucky that, they had Brady here for three years uh, because it has been, uh, you know, one heck of a three years. Even this year, which by any and all accounts was a down year. Um, you know, the Bucks were a, a mystifying team, to put it mildly. They did have the good fortune of being in a weak division. And they won the division with a losing record, eight and nine. <laughs> um, and yet, you know, he did produce a couple of you know, last-second victories with his famous two-minute Tom, living up to his two-minute Tom moniker, uh, getting the ball late, driving him down the field, uh, and pulling out victories. Uh, you know, the first one against the Rams earlier in the season and the second one just a few weeks, you know, just back in December, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, so, yeah, so he provided thrills to the very end. Both of those comebacks were at Raymond James Stadium, the Bucks' home field. So, uh, you know, everybody got to witness it and enjoy it. 
And uh, so, again, he, he established quite a legacy. He also did some great works down here. Um, you, you know, in the wake of the hurricane, he went down to the town I lived in years ago in my 20s, which was Inglewood, Florida, uh, where I was the editor of the newspaper down there. And so Brady was down there. To, I actually think he took uh, maybe his kids down there, or at least one of his kids, uh, to spend a day uh, helping out at, I believe, a food bank, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Inglewood was kind of the northernmost town that got hit by Hurricane Ian, uh, north of Fort Myers, south of Sarasota, um, and we all know that it was Fort Myers was the eye of the hurricane, literally. And uh, but Inglewood uh, was kind of made famous when it was on the Weather Channel, pretty much nonstop for a day or two. Um, but yeah, Brady has just uh, you know he's been seen around town. Uh, and, you know, again, just really uh, has added so much in such a short time to the overall Tampa Bay sports scene. Uh, again, the, the Bucks will forever, forever be perceived differently, in my estimation, for forever, because Brady changed the culture. I think we all know he came during the pandemic year. That's the year they won the Super Bowl, first team ever to win the Super Bowl in their home stadium. Uh, but, you know, the word is that he, uh, you know, that he, uh, when he got here, uh, you know, again, remember the pandemic. There was no training camp. There was no OTAs. There was no nothing organized team activities in the spring. Um, so just really a... Uh, you know, uh, an unusual time would be <laughs> the understatement of all time for all of us. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, apparently Brady, you know, uh, got the cell phone numbers of every single teammate and, you know, reached out to them, got to know them, you know, and let's not underestimate that. Getting a text from Tom Brady, <laughs> you know, is no small deal uh, when he's new to your team. And then he had some funny missteps where he was, I think, playing football in a park early on and had to be talked to by like a park ranger. And it became a big, you know, joke where the mayor of Tampa basically, you know, joked about it, uh, quasi apologized. Uh, it's Mayor Jane Castor. And, you know, it, it just became, you know, added to the Brady legend. Um, so yeah, it's just been uh, so enjoyable. The, the, you know, the home games just took on a brand new, uh, <clears throat> a brand new aura with Brady. Um, like New England, you know, uh, it was more instant down here. It kind of grew, grew, grew into it in New England as soon as he won his first Super Bowl. But, you know, it's appointment television. Every restaurant, bar, you name it, would have Bucks games on. There was nice crowds everywhere. It was a thing. You didn't, you did not miss a Bucks game here on the Gulf Coast of Florida uh, since Brady arrived. So three straight years, uh, they've just simply been, uh, you know, appointment television, and you know, in many ways, the talk of the town. Uh, and that's saying something because, you know, they share this town with uh, the Lightning, 
who begin their, you know, season in October, the team that, you know, just a few years ago, they won their Stanley Cup in the bubble, then won a second and got to the finals last year, but lost to the Avalanche last uh, spring. And uh, and they also, so their lightning games are occurring and the lightning are massively huge down here. Uh, but, you know, they're going on the same time as football, but <laughs> let's just say the lightning take a back seat to the Bucks the last three years as they were winning Stanley Cups. Uh, that tells you really all you need to know. And, of course, their playoffs are in the offseason of the NFL, so it gets a little different. But uh, during the fall, they've, uh, y- you know, the Bucks have pretty much owned the sports stage. And let's not forget the Rays. Um, you know, they went deep in the playoffs in the pandemic year when I think they were held out in San Diego. I think they, yeah, they got to the world series if I'm not mistaken. Yes, of course, the famous Blake Snell game when he was pulled. So, you know, that's happening during football season too. So it's a wealth of, it's been a wealth of rich, you know, wealth of riches down here. Um, but again, the bucks and Brady have really been number one, uh, sharing, you know, and, that's saying something given the Rays and the Lightning both being successful, especially the Lightning. They're, you know, they won two Stanley Cups during the Brady era down here in the football field. And the Rays, uh, low payroll team that has this amazing uh, way of being more than relevant. They're pretty much, uh, you know, postseason, uh, in the postseason every year. Um, so, Again, Brady uh, not playing down here will be missed. Um, but what a run he put together down here in, during the past three years. So it's time for our break. So why don't we take our second break and still a lot more to get to on the other side. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
tune into the revolution this week as Jim and Trav will be joined by Hal Schaefer from Renovation Hunters with the deets on how to get your hunting camp totally renovated. Cat Daddy will share February catfishing tips and Lynn Burkhead from Outdoor Sportsman Group will dish the latest in hunting gear and ultimate outdoor destinations. The revolution is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice of America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And by, on, on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SCC football and many other sports as well. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing okay, uh, John. How are you? We're doing great, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe you've uh, are in or have just arrived in Phoenix, and you're there to cover uh, Super Bowl week, and uh, should be a great week. Yes, John, Super Bowl 57 in the stadiums in Glendale and the festivities of Media Center and is downtown Phoenix, Arizona. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you're there. It, it is going to be a spectacular week. It gets underway. The teams have arrived, and it gets going as usual with tonight's uh, opening night, which is all the player interviews and whatnot. Uh, 
So it's going to be fun. And AP, I've been uh, thinking about you in the Super Bowl uh, in the context of uh, Jalen Hurts, quite possibly the MVP of the year this year. Well, you will see if he wins it. But in my mind, uh, the only reason he wouldn't win it is because he was injured for a couple weeks with the shoulder. But AP, you've covered Jalen Hurts uh, his whole career out, out in Alabama. And love to hear your thoughts on is growth, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Yeah, John's one of the better stories, I think, in quite some years. Yes. With regards to the NFL, you know, Jalen came to Alabama. He was not the starter. The very first game was played in Arlington, Texas, against USC. Uh, Barnett was a five-star quarterback. He started the game. Jalen came in. They put up about 56 points, I think it was, or 52 against USC. Beat him uh, 52-56-3, I think it was something like that. And Jalen Hurts went on to be the most outstanding player in the SEC as a freshman. Um, on that particular team, John, I always try to point this out, there were 15 non-offensive touchdowns scored, which was a, a more than some teams right. put on the board all year. So Jalen had that advantage. Uh, the second year he, he played, and uh, uh, they went into that championship game, and uh, – uh, they struggled. They were, had, I think it was six of eight for 21 yards passing with four and one draft choices at the wide receiver position. Brian Dable was the offensive coordinator, the current yard Giants coach. Right. And uh, so when he went into that championship game, he was benched in the second half to a Tungabalo who came on board. He won the game in a story big fashion. And then Tua became the starter. And then Jalen was on the bench watching. And Tua was hurt for the Georgia championship game and uh, during the middle of the game. And Jalen came off the bench and won that game. And that was his last moments with Alabama. That was just kind of a storybook finish for him. He proceeded to transfer to the University of Oklahoma. Um, Alabama brought on a quarterback coach. I think it was Dan Enos for one year when Jalen was there and improved okay. him some. But I always tell people that I wasn't sure that Jalen was going to have a chance in the NFL because at Alabama they kind of made him throw to one side of the field or the other. And his passing accuracy was not up to par, but he went to Oklahoma under Lincoln Riley, the quarterback whisperer, improved his passing, was a second-round draft choice of Philadelphia. Um, he arrived, and uh, they put him into the starting position, and they weren't sure that he would be the, the, the uh, quarterback of the future. He continued to improve, and here we are, 16-1 and as a starter, and he's last 17 games, I guess it is, and he's improved yep. the accuracy, become better at finding the receivers, and we have one of the better stories in quite some time in the NFL, and, and that's how that whole thing evolved. But he, he was definitely not the same person at Alabama that he is now, to his credit. I mean, he just kept on getting better and, and looking at those areas where he did need to refine his game. And, and it's a credit to him and his uh, perseverance and his willingness to – subject himself to uh, whatever critique because when you're in the NFL, John, they play for money and, and uh, they're going to discuss your, your game if you're not throwing the ball well or performing as a quarterback. Exactly right. Well, that's a fabulous synopsis, AP. Again, you've covered Alabama and uh, simply uh, you were along for a slow ride. And AP, the key moment, the moment when I sort of uh, always remember and you referenced it when he Filled in for Toa in the SEC championship game against Georgia, and he just seemed like a different guy throwing the ball. Before that, he was a, a great runner, 
uh, and you know a decent thrower. But that day, he, right. I was like, wow, because he hadn't been starting all year because Tua had been, and uh, if I remember correctly, and suddenly yeah. he's, he just was a better passer when he came in and relief for Tua in the SEC championship game, which they won, which he pulled out in the fourth quarter because of partly, you know, partially because of his throwing. So that, that's, uh, yeah. you know, and then you said it perfectly onward um, to Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma, the quarterback whisperer. And we all know the rest of the story, but and what he's done in the NFL has been, and this year in particular, has been nothing short of amazing. He's a great thrower, still a great runner, obviously. But AP, for me, if you said what's his number one attribute, by far, far and away, like Tom Brady, it's leadership. <laughs> it's just leadership. Yeah. He is, you know, just the, you know, the head of the team. Here he's the CEO. It's what a quarterback should be in today's NFL, and he is that and more. Well enough by his teammates. Not everybody's going to love you, John, but he's right. like well enough to be the leader of a team. And so now this is his third team. Uh, the two college teams, Alabama and Oklahoma, now the Philadelphia Eagles. So um, now when you're winning, John, people will follow you and do many things that they perhaps uh, wouldn't have done in the past. Correct. Correct. You know, and he, again, you know, he got the taste of the playoffs when they played the Tampa Bay Bucks down where I'm at in a playoff game, which the Bucks won. But I, I think that probably, you know, was a... Uh, I'm sure he learned a lot in that game, as does any young NFL quarterback in their first NFL playoff game. Uh, you know, no shame in that. He lost to Tom Brady. And, uh, but this, the year he's had, in my mind, you, you know, number one seed, they've been the best team in the NFL all year. They have been the story, uh, team-wise. And the media loves him, and the fans love him as well. And uh, in addition to what we just discussed about his leadership and his teammates, so uh, he's taken Philly by storm, and he's embraced them, and they've embraced him. Yes, they have the city of Philadelphia. I mean, you know the old saying: they boo Santa Claus. Well, right. They haven't had a chance to do that uh, since the last seventeen games. Let's say. For Jalen Hurts, yeah, he's, he's captured their heart, and he's their leader. They're looking to win this Super Bowl as the favorite. I think they're slight favorite, right, John? I believe they are. Yeah, the you know, it's like the moment is at hand, but, you, you know, going up against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs uh, is a tall order, to put it mildly, but, you know, with Jalen Hurts facing uh, Patrick Mahomes, who is a wizard on the field. We all know that. Coming off his uh, ankle injury game where uh, it's going to be fascinating to watch, you know, because it's just two great quarterbacks, and uh, they're both young, but Mahomes has a lot of experience. Third Super Bowl in four years, but uh, I look for Jalen Hurst to come up pretty big in that game. You know, he won't be, you know, awestruck by the moment. I have no doubts about that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so, John. Yeah, playing at Alabama, maybe, right? Uh, yeah, every day, every game's big at Alabama and Oklahoma, so I think he'll be fine. And if he, he just can remember, like I tell all the players when I have a chance to visit with them or ask them a question, I ask them how long have you been playing this game? It's another game. It's another right. game. 
no doubt about it, AP. It, it truly is another game. And uh, so, yeah, it's just going to be, uh, you, you know, great. You're going to be out there. I'm sure you're excited, right? You've covered a number of these. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely yeah. excited to see Jalen and Devontae Smith and Landon Dickerson of Alabama and Josh Job and uh, trying to think of who else. So I have to go over everybody's roster to make sure I um, recall all the people associated with Alabama. Yeah, you've covered all these people. You know them, and uh, you have to be thrilled, especially with you know Jalen Hurts and Devontae as well. But AP, we're already at our uh, break time, so why don't we take this final break? We still have a few more things to get to on the other side, so don't go anywhere. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Did you know that millions of people around the world do not have children? And yet the personal and professional experiences of people without children remain largely unacknowledged across cultures and within our personal networks. Public and workplace policies, media narratives, and educational content often reflect an unconscious bias, rendering our experiences invisible. New Legacy Radio engages these missing conversations with the voices of our community and allies, and through committed action for meaningful change. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waste, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering, no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. 
That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham. Veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. And AP's in Phoenix this week for the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 57. And it goes right into my pick of the week, which is for appointment viewing is, of course, the Super Bowl Sunday evening Chiefs versus Eagles at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. And AP, we talked in the previous segment about uh, Jalen Hurts specifically since you have covered him for basically his whole career uh, since he went to Alabama. Um, And speaking of Alabama, there's a lot going on, as always, with the Alabama football program. Yes, absolutely, John. The two coordinators uh, left. Uh, Pete Golding was hired by Ole Miss to be their defensive coordinator. Lane Kiffin moved east and swiped him from the Alabama program. And then Bill O'Brien had promised the Nick Saban, two years to be the offensive coordinator. He fulfilled that uh, promise and agreement, and he's off to the New England Patriots to be their offensive coordinator. So Alabama was in need of two prime coaches. They hired Tommy Leach to be the offensive coordinator. He's coming down from Notre Dame. He's been a young coach, about 30 years old. He's going to be the offensive coordinator at Alabama. And then they right. brought back Kevin Steele, who's been on the staff of Nick Saban two or three times. I think this may be the third time. He's going to be defensive coordinator. He was defensive coordinator at many schools in the SEC. The last one I recall was Albert. He was at Miami this year. So I think that's kind of a puzzling because there's no new ideas coming from Kevin Steele that I I can envision, whereas Tommy Reese at least has a different type of offense maybe coming from Notre Dame. Yeah, and Tommy Reese was the quarterback of Notre Dame. Uh, not all that long yeah. ago, it seems. Um, I remember him out there yeah, well. Uh, yeah, played against Alabama. Right. There you go. In the in, in the college football playoff, right? Yeah, he was, one, I think, a backup or something, you know? Yeah, so right. not okay. too long ago, within 10, about 10 years ago, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, he's, you know, pretty high-profile hire, given he, he's been in Notre Dame, both player and uh, coach, so... Uh, were you surprised by that, that Nick Saban went out and got him, or is that just uh, kind of what Nick Saban does? seems like it's... Yeah, I was, su- yeah, I was yeah. surprised to some degree that he hired a young coach of 30 years old, but he has quite a bit of uh, in-depth experience at a top program. But Nick right. Saban normally is looking for new ideas on offense, but I thought he would do the same on defense as well since they struggle against a better team. But he chose... Otherwise, so that was uh, interesting to me that he brought back Kevin Field for like the third time or so, yeah. Sure, sure. Um, well, it'll be interesting as always. Uh, Alabama had the number one recruiting class, uh, so they're kind of back on top. No surprise there. Um, but uh, I'm sure that caught your attention too, AP. Yeah, number one recruiting class. You know, they always got ball players, no problem there. No problem getting ball players, yeah. So, uh, so now they have to get some receivers. They'll have a new quarterback. Uh, some changes on the offensive line. Uh, changes defensively. Uh, bringing back the same kicker, punter, I believe. So, but there's a lot 
that are, there's, a, there's a lot of question marks with this 2020 Alabama team. Right, right. It, it feels that way, but, you know, it's yeah. certainly off to a good start with them being back on top yeah. of uh, the, the recruiting class. Uh, and, AP, speaking of Alabama, but a different sport, basketball. The Alabama basketball team's having a heck of a year. Oh, yeah, absolutely, John. One of the better years in the history of the program. Right. This team has to, at a minimum, win two games in the tournament. I'd be very disappointed and surprised if they did not. And they have a chance to make a run at the Final Four, which will be held in Houston, Texas. There's a first and second round game in Birmingham, Alabama, so they should be there for those first two games, Mm -hmm. uh, which is quite an advantage. So, uh, you know, looking at it, you figure if they can win those two games, then they just got to win two games to get to the Final Four. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Again, you know, they're, they're, they're just right now in the regular mix of, uh, you know, one of the top teams in the country. Uh, they're getting, you know, uh, I feel a lot of attention. Uh, you, you know, so bottom line, AP, no one knows this better than you. It feels like the Alabama basketball program has, you know, finally arrived on the national stage and is probably here to stay. They're back. As long as Matos is there, I believe. I believe that that will be the situation because I think he'll always have talent. Because that's a popular style. And you have the green light to shoot the threes. You have the green light to take your shot. And he's not holding you back. He wants you to play the defense. I mean, that's critical in that system. Correct. Correct. And as we close out the show, uh, I watched the North Carolina Duke game the other night, uh, Saturday night evening. AP, it really got me, like, enthused. And ready for the tournament this year. Um, right. Oh, it, yeah. There's just nothing like it, really, and almost in all of sports. I, I have been to Cameron Indoor. Oh, yeah. Super cool place and uh, for a women's basketball game, but I got to see the shrine. So it's great. But anyway, it was, it was a good entree into what is the tournament right around the corner, it feels. Yeah. Oh, yeah, John. It should be uh, something, this tournament, wide open, wide open. Oh, as wide open as I can ever remember, AP. No doubt about it. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be great to watch, to say the least. Uh, Well, AP, I just cannot thank you enough for calling in. I know how busy you are out in Phoenix. Um, It's Super Bowl week. Of course you're busy. And... uh, but have a great time out there. Uh, I'm sure you're just going to enjoy it immensely and uh, and work hard. And just uh, have a great week. Oh, yeah. We'll look forward to uh, okay, hearing yeah, all thank about you. Yeah, thank you for having me on the show, John. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Of course, AP, as always. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.